Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, April 6, 2021, and we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter We Agnostics, on page 48, paragraph 3, beginning with, Everybody Nowadays Believes, and ending with, To Illustrate. Today's readers for Team Tuesday are 12 Steps, Dara L., 12 Traditions, Dory P. Our other readers are Craig F. and Lauren N. Our backup reader is Barbara P. Our newcomer greeter is Katie G. And our second unrecorded uh, hour moderator is Jody E. The reference numbers for yesterday, April 5th, are 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,706. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,707. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. A division for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Dara L. to read the 12 steps. Great. Thank you so much. This is Dara L. in Philadelphia. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks. Thank you, Darrell. And I will now ask Dory P. to read the 12 traditions. 
Thank you. Good morning, Dori P., Grateful Compulsive Overeater in Atlanta. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you for letting me serve. Thank you, Dory. How our meeting work? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderation or for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does not. Um, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the chapter We Agnostics in the big book on page 48, paragraph 3. I will now ask Craig F. to get us started. Thank you, Rick. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, everybody now, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody nowadays believes in scores of assumptions for which there is good evidence but no perfect visual proof. And does not science demonstrate that visual proof is the weakest proof? It is being constantly revealed as mankind studies the material world that outward appearances are not inward reality at all. To illustrate, well, that kind of leaves us hanging there for the illustration, uh, doesn't it? Um, 
the uh, uh, I was going to set my timer because uh, last week I ran so far far over. I'm uh, um, not sure I'll do that today. Um, the, I've got you, Craig. Uh, I, all right. The idea that uh, that uh, we have uh, have faith in things unseen. You know that is what faith is. Is the the belief in things that we don't see. Um, and I, I, I would uh, say that it's not necessarily based on uh, uh, a lack of proof. Um, you know, the, the the best proof for this reliance, we're talking about not just believing that there exists a, a power greater than ourselves, <clears throat> not just believing that, that there is a, a God of the universe, but um, a... Uh, uh, believing that uh, that he, that this God of the universe interacts with us, and that we can rely on Him, we, or her, or and we can rely on that interaction. Th- th- that's what the key is here today. And and you know, for me, um, I, I think that the that the way that we come to have that interaction is, or that belief is, that we begin to have those interactions. You know, if if I uh, um, have, I'm going to have faith. It's not going to start as very large because um, it, it's going to be tentative no matter what. You know, and so what I'm going to have to do is is uh, 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 adopt a spiritual way of life, uh, adopt a, p- a pattern where it, it's tested, and then you'll see faith grow. I, I, I tell this story of a guy that I used to uh, run around with when I was 18, 19 years old, and we had we used to race our cars <clears throat> along a, a, a stretch of road that went along a riverbank, and uh, uh, we, we did it for we did it for time as a, a lap course, and uh, <clears throat> he went down there on his own, and he. Uh, uh, the, there had been a, a rainstorm, and, and he went over this dune, this hill, and then and the road had washed out on the other side. And he uh, went airborne, flipped his car, was horribly da- injured, spent six months in the hospital, uh, six more months recovering before he could get out and drive again. And the point of the story is that he, when he started to drive again, he he would come. To the to any hill, even on a highway, and he had no faith that there was a that there was a road on the other side of the hill. You know, we, we never think about that, but uh, you know, when you're coming up over a hill, a lot of times you're you're uh, you're you, you have to have faith that there's a road over there. But the point is, he it's took, a reminder. Thank you. That he, that he uh, the, what he had to do was over a long period of time slowly go over those hills and slowly test it. And, and, and every time he went over there, he began, he began to believe again that, that there was a road on the other side of the hill. And I think it's the same with our uh, relationship with, with, with God, that uh, uh, we, we pray, we ask, we talk, we develop a relationship. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Craig F. Appreciate you getting us started. Although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. 
So if you haven't shared on Thursday or Friday, we welcome you to join in here in order that others might share their experience too. Uh, so I can better hear you for now. Just give me your name and first initial of your last name when you're um, calling or when you're given your name. Uh, who would like to share on what was read today? Hi, good morning. My name is Victoria L. This is Larry K. Christina J. Vanessa and Okay, Diane. everybody hold up just a sec. Just a sec. So I've got Victoria L., Larry K., and then uh, who was right after Larry? Christina J. Christina J. Diane B. Diane B. Vanessa N. Vanessa N. Okay. Anybody else for this first round? All right, that's a good lineup. Um, so, uh, Victoria L., you are up, and just uh, don't forget to give us your state um, when you uh, start sharing. Good morning, everyone. My name is Victoria L., and I'm from Muncie, Indiana. And um, just want to thank everyone for their service on the meeting this morning and thank Craig so much for his share. I just love that analogy of not being able to see over the top of the hill. Um, you know, I've been around LA since 2012. I'm in other programs of recovery as well, but I'm, I'm coming up on seven months of abstinence. And, um, and I fought tooth and nail to get to these seven months. Um, I always used to believe I had absolute faith. And, um, and then I learned through working the steps several times in this particular program that I was actually um, at the point of being agnostic because I didn't really believe, I mean, I believed in a higher power, but I didn't really have faith that that higher power was going to work in my life. I wanted proof. And uh, I didn't have the proof in terms of uh, keeping the weight off or reach, reaching my uh, goal weight or anything like that because I kept relapsing over and over again. And um, and today, I don't know why the program is working this time. I guess I've had the psychic change. I don't know if I would call it a full spiritual experience, but I see the visual proof in the little things I call God shots. You know, I've been having an issue with a coworker at work, and I've done a, a lot of 10 steps on her. And uh, this weekend, I was particularly agitated about it. And the miracle is I didn't eat over it. And yesterday, I walked into the office, and without any kind of prompting or anything, she has no idea that I had an issue with her. I wasn't sharing it with her. I was just taking it home internally. She came into my office, and... Uh, she apologized to me for being hard on me and for, um, you know, swimming outside her lanes into my lanes and asking too many questions and um, in any way seeming like she was trying to overpower me. And that, you know, that's just a, that's, that, that's a God shot. That's a miracle. Those, those kind of small things are the things that show me how, how powerful um, my higher power is. And, and I know fully lack of power is my dilemma and, I demonstrate that through trying to power my way through all kinds of things in life. Um, but I really believe that, that true faith for me is not having any description of what my higher power is anymore. I call my higher power great outdoors because I feel the most connected when I'm outside in nature. And uh, I took a hike on Sunday and Easter Sunday, and there was 
millions of little baby wildflowers exploding all over the forest. I've never felt so connected to my higher power walking along the river in the sun, looking at all those wildflowers with my dogs. And, um, and it feels really amazing to be abstinent today. And I can feel the difference of my higher power working in my life now. So I love this chapter. It's my favorite chapter in the whole big book. I used to hate it in my other program and that's because I didn't understand it, but Having um, gotten recovery now, I'm just really happy to be here and looking forward to hitting step 12 very soon here so I can start passing the program along. Thank you. All right. Perfect timing. Thank you, Victoria L. Larry K., you are now up. Boy, Rick, don't let anybody moderate this meeting. <laughs> it's so they, good they to will. hear you, Rick. <laughs> I'm Larry K. Um, uh, from uh, Chicago. Uh, thanks, Rick, for doing a great job. You know, um, what this program gives us is it gives us the, the audacity to hope, you know, for something. Um, it's, it's, it's as if the, the program, you know, dares you to work it and remain the same person you were before. And the, the program dares us to, to remain, you know, to, to work the steps and come out on the other end of this thing uh, defiant, the same and, and, and full of ego, you know, and, and, and for me, you know, I heard a, a small voice uh, deep inside, somewhere deep inside, defying me to, to take these actions and remain the same. And so, see, with this, this action, what we do is we, these steps, we, we, we come in, we tap really into a kind of a collective divine spirit, a thing we wanted to know, we weren't sure of, many of us. A sense, of, and it gives us this sense of sacred connection with each other, and gives gives rise to like a like a giant swell of faith and and possibility. That's what it felt like to me, and it still feels that way. And you know, I'm reminded, you know, I think I think like a blind person, if someone was not born blind, a blind person, you know, until they accept that they can no longer see, only then can they accept the you know like the rehabilitation services that are available to them. And but as long as they stay in denial, you know, that blind person's world will stay very small because they'll remain unreceptive to the, you know, what will help. But when we commit ourselves to immersing ourselves in the spiritual way of life, you know, what, what, what first seems like a very trifling, very negligible kind of thing that we, you know, Craig was reading, we did a beautiful job in sharing. It becomes, you know, the very hand of God taking refuge in our hearts. You know, that's what it feels like. And so I wasn't sure what this, what this higher power thing was. And I don't know that I am now, but I tell you what, I have faith that there is a God and it's not me. Thanks, Rick, for doing beautiful service. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Larry Kay. And uh, Christina J., you are now up. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. God, great to hear you on the line, Rick. Excellent. Um, Christina Jay from the state of Washington. Yeah, so um, years ago, I used to go on these things called vision quests, <clears throat> vision fast. You go out on the earth and you search for your vision. And uh, it's, it's quite a journey. Um, you're out there fasting for four days and five nights by yourself in some remote place. And you're looking for your vision, whatever you're seeking. And I uh, went out, and I have a strong belief in God, and there were several other people, and in our circle before we all went out, you know, one gal said, I want to find God. I'm going to find the proof 
that God exists, and I've asked God to give me a feather. I want to find a feather. So when we came back, we all sat in circle again and talked about our journeys, and I had come back with a beautiful hawk feather, uh, some snake bones, and some other things, and she came back with a tiny, tiny, tiny feather you could barely see. She found it in a spider's web. And the message was, this is the level of your faith. And it can grow. You know, it can grow. And there was no ego involved for me, because I knew I believed in God, and God was gracing me with gifts and signs and all this. But what was the problem for me as I went through life? You know, uh, I believed in God. I had great faith. I loved nature, great spirit, Father, you know, whatever the name is. That was just my connection. But I wasn't handing my life over to him. And I wasn't handing, I didn't even know I was supposed to hand my food over to him. (laughs) I could see no visual proof of God in my body, my physical uh, bloating body. I didn't even really connect the two. There was no connection between my overeating disease and God. So that's where my faith in God was lacking. And, and, And what do you do with that on a daily basis? scared me to death to give my career to God, to give my life to God. Uh, I was afraid that um, I wouldn't get what I wanted unless I forged forward and pushed and shoved. And it was the same way with starvation. I thought I had to deprive myself and suffer. Well, you know what? In this program, I don't have to suffer anymore. And my visual proof is when I look in the mirror, God has done for me what I cannot do for myself. And every day, my my internal proof that I can't see is the way I'm reaching for God and the miracles that are happening, not on my time. And that's the challenge, and that's the gift, is it's not on my time. God gives us things when we're ready. And I had my absent experience almost nine months ago, my first step step one experience, when God graced me with abstinence. And there was no, uh, there was nothing visual that happened about that except I walked away from some donuts for the for the last time, and um, so, and I had to have faith that from that moment on. But what is faith? Faith for me is action, taking action. Faith is the bridge to God, from sitting in the food, from sitting in the fear, from sitting in whatever, walking that bridge of faith. And what's on the other end? That light, that beautiful light of God. So today. Um, I have all my thank you. I have all my visual proof outside in my fellows, in the love that my husband gives me when he hugs me. I mean, God is everywhere to me, and He's in my food, my beautiful food that I get to enjoy every day, and my abstinent recovery. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. All right, thank you so much, Christina J. Diane B. You are up, followed by Vanessa N. Go ahead. Diane. Good morning, everyone. This is Diane B. New Rochelle, New York. Thank you so much for your service, everyone who makes this meeting go. Um, so, you know, we have this expression in our language called that goes, um, seeing is believing. And when I first walked into the rooms, um, I did not believe in God. I was, In fact, I was very adamant about not believing in God. And people just told me, keep an open mind, act as if, all these things that we hear in the rooms. And so I thought, okay, I'll do it. You know, I wasn't really convinced, but I would do it. And then I started seeing things, you know, keep an open mind, keep, you know, just keep looking. And I started seeing things happening in my life that I never thought could happen or that there was no other um, no other explanation for. Um, so for me, that's what really helped me to start believing in this, 
thing, this this power that's larger than me, and that I knew that I needed it because I didn't have the power. Everything I had tried had not worked in terms of my weight um, or my eating. And then, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Ah, anyway, so I started seeing everything that was that was happening. Oh, and then I learned the expression that there are no coincidences, only God working anonymously. And I have stuck with that for a very long time because I do see things around me, and I see just in terms of my own myself, um, I see that I have had um, been graced with recovery. Um, I've been able to keep my recovery now, and um, I have no explanation for that because everything else that I had tried didn't work. So for me now, I know that I do have to believe in this power that's greater than me. It is not what I learned when I was a child in my religion. It is a whole different concept for me, um, which works, and it's beautiful, and I'm very grateful for that. And thank you for letting me share. Uh, thank you so much, Diane. And um, Vanessa N., you are now up, and after Vanessa, we will open it up to another list of names. Vanessa, you are good to go. Hi, thank you so much for your service. Um, Vanessa N. recovered in California and available to sponsor. And today is the first time on this line that I get to say that um, by the grace of my higher power. And thanks to every single person that is on this line, everyone doing service, my sponsor and my outreach partners. I'm so grateful. Um, and this, this paragraph, it says, science demonstrates that visual proof is the weakest proof. And another thing that, you know, science talks about nowadays or has for a while is that the observer affects what is being observed. And this is one of the reasons for things like double-blind studies, because what we believe actually does affect what we see in the world. And, you know, we have free will. And like this book teaches us, we actually get to choose what we believe. We get to decide what our power higher is to us. And I know that I, as I have continued to choose what I believe, um, that definitely colors what I see. And as I see things differently, my beliefs actually continue to transform. My faith strengthens. And it's, it's like a beautiful virtual circle. And all that's required to start to have that faith is just to see, choose to see things even just a little bit differently than before. And we start to see things differently. It, it deepens our faith, and it just continues from there. And I know that has been absolutely true for me um, in life and especially in this program. Um, you know, I never, I used to hear about food neutrality, and I thought that that was just hocus pocus. And now I have food neutrality, and I get to enjoy the healthy, delicious meals that I make. And I only think about food when I'm cooking when I'm eating and when I'm making my meal plan, and that's it. And then the rest of my life, I get to be of service and engage with the world and connect with my higher power. And it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. And I am so, so grateful. It's truly a miracle. So if you're new to the program, keep coming back. It really does work and your life can totally change. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you everyone for doing service and I pass. Thank you very much, Vanessa. Um, we are going to um, take a, a new set of names uh, before we begin. Just a reminder, we are in the chapter We Agnostics on page 48, the third paragraph, beginning with Everybody Nowadays Believes and ending with To Illustrate. 
Um, so again, if you don't mind just giving me just your uh, your name and first initially your last name uh, when you're you're calling in at this stage, uh, who would uh, like to share? Linda Need. Barbara S. Okay, hold on just a second. Did I hear Linda D and Barbara S? Yes. Okay. Who else? Dwight M. Anita L. Anita L. Yes. Okay, Anita, gotcha. Sheila R. Sheila R. All right, anyone else? All right, uh, sounds like a good lineup. And um, Linda D., go ahead. And don't forget to give me your state, too. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. I'm a recovered uh, compulsive eater in Connecticut. Um, you know why I came here today to this meeting? Because I love you. You are helping me heal. All the love that you are shows in these meetings. Something that's missing from some meetings. Not all meetings, but some meetings. But this meeting is a very healthy meeting. And that means somehow we've all tried and connected with our um, ideal of a higher power. I was an atheist. Um, I've said that many times. So... Um, God had to really do like push-ups because I, I couldn't get it and I really tried. But this program saved me. Healthy meetings like this one saved me. So you are my visual proof today. Your presence, your love, your light, you mean so much to me. And because these steps and this book work, because God is real, really, really, really real, something I uh, totally missed before, um, because God is really, really real, I can look in the mirror and look in my own eyes and say, I love you. I really love you, Linda, and I mean it. And if I start complaining, God goes, no. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for being you. Bye. Oh, thank you so much, Linda D. Um, Barbara S., you are up now, uh, followed by Dwight M. Uh, go ahead, Barbara. Hi, I'm Barbara S. from New York. Um I've been struggling with Harriet Power waiting for some proof. And I think proof has come to me and I didn't see it. I just don't. Last night, um, lately I've just been emotionally lightly distraught on and off crying, not knowing what's causing it. And I felt like some sort of change is happening and I didn't know what it was. And I was just sitting there with the poor pity pot over nothing. I didn't know what it And I went on a meeting and somebody was qualifying and I, 
it's only the second time I went on that meeting. I don't know what drew me there. And I know this person and what they were qualifying about answered my question. And I had to share and I had to say, God sent me to this meeting. My higher power brought me to this meeting. And it's, it's, it's a little scary to think of that, to think that way, but it is a blessing. And I have to say, yes, yes, I do have a higher power, specifically because of that, but just because of what, that it came after two or three weeks of not knowing what's going on. And it just, it just happened. I, I can't explain it, but it was a blessing. It was a blessing to see this person, hear them. I know them, and I know their story, and something in their story is just like mine. And she was explaining it so clearly that it came through, and God got me there to to, to understand that I am going through some sort of change, and it's a positive change, but it is coming with some fear and sadness and thankfulness and great being grateful. And I'm grateful that I'm on this meeting, that I got up early enough for this meeting. So God got me up. Thank you. Thank you so much, Barbara S. Uh, Dwight M., you're uh, up next, followed by Anita L. Go ahead, Dwight. Uh, good morning, Rick. Thanks for your service. Uh, Dwight M., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Springfield, Ohio. Uh, calling in this morning to uh, comment on the reading. Thank you for the chance to, to be a part of this recovery this morning. The line that stood out to me there, uh, that outward appearances are not inward reality at all. Uh, this has shown itself to be true in my experience. I've, uh, I've, God has given me the ability to drop about 80 pounds outwardly, so I've changed physically outwardly. But as I've done the steps and worked through the program, I haven't necessarily had the inner peace that I've seen come about in the lives of a lot of the people here in the rooms. And uh, that's come a little more slowly than the weight loss, uh, unfortunately. So even though I've looked better than I have in a long time, and even though I'm physically well compared to what I've been uh, over the last year and a half, I've been working these steps. The steps seem to have been uh, transforming the person I am inside, not just the person I am outside. So I'm I'm still working hard and still trying to to get this inward person, uh, and that's that's where I'm wrong. I'm trying to do it myself. I'm trying to change, <laughs> trying to go go it on my power instead of on God's power. What I'm learning is is the more I surrender, the more I keep handing it over, the more I keep saying not my will but Your will be done, God. The more I'm understanding that that transformation takes place by the power of God and not by my power. I think it says, or I know it says. God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves, and that's one of the ninth step promises. And uh, so I'm learning that, and it's uh, it's not it's not taking easily. I think I have a hard head, and it uh, it isn't necessarily taking root very easily in me. But I do believe that through working the 12 steps with a sponsor, which is what I've been doing, that the transformation will take place because I've seen it in the lives of the other people in these rooms, and then whenever I've had in-person meetings, which isn't often these days with COVID, obviously. You can see the people who have recovered in their eye. There's kind of a sparkle to them. There's a, a lilt in their voice almost. There's some kind of joy that comes about as a result of having me set free from this addiction. And uh, so I'm grateful for the example that I get to see in these rooms. And I'm grateful for the chance to, to have that transformation take place in my life too. 
I just will continue to surrender, continue to surrender, continue to surrender. And uh, thank you for the chance to share on the line, and thank you for all your all service. I couldn't recover without you either, so thank you. I'll pass. All right, thank you, Dwight M. And Anita L., you are up next, followed by Sheila R. Go ahead, Anita. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. Uh, I felt really compelled to share today. Um, and the reason being is that I had such a spiritual experience um, before the meeting started today because I have a meditation time. Um, I have a partner, and uh, she and I say gratitudes, we pray, we do a reading, we meditate and write. And during my meditation time, I started crying. And they were tears of joy and gratitude because I have come to know my higher power in such a deep and loving way more than I've ever experienced. And trust me, I have had many years, many, many, many decades, actually, in this program. And my journey has been a bumpy road, you know. People were talking about driving and hills and things like that. Well, my road has been a bumpy one. It's not a smooth, it hadn't been a smooth one. And and now I'm on the uphill climb, and and God is having me reach such beautiful heights, such deeper levels of trust and faith. And yesterday I had a discussion with the woman I'm working with, and uh, we were just finishing up reading step two together. And, you know, it talks about that I need to have a belief first before I can reach the different stages, which an action being one of them, to lead up to having faith. And, and it says in there, that's why it's step 11. We don't come to know and have a relationship with our higher power until we, I mean, in step two, we don't have that, until we get to 11. Because I need to take that action in three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then at eleven, am graced with having such a deep relationship, and I am so grateful that it's been almost a year now since I've had that come to be. Um, and I live in twelve. You know, I always have. I always knew to carry the message was so important. Um, I'm telling you, though, guys, I came into OA not even like having, having an inkling that they're that we're going to talk about a higher power. And I kind of Gentle reminder. Shied, okay, thanks. Shied away from it. And if it's possible for me today to have such a deep love and gratitude, it's possible for you too. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Anita L. And Sheila R., you are up. And after Sheila, we will take some more names. Go ahead, Anita. You mean Sheila? Uh, sorry. Hi. <laughs> sorry about that, it's Sheila. It's okay. 
<laughs> this is Sheila R. And I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, um, Gateway Arches. And I am just wanting to share and claim my seat um, and continue to do this because I am, in, and it, I guess I would say an introvert. i more an introvert as I um, was into my disease. And I'm working the steps, you know, and the 12 steps, so important with outreach. And as I travel down the road today, and I know everybody has their opinions on vaccines and stuff, but I'm getting my second COVID vaccine. And I keep thinking now I can go see my mom. You know, my mom's 80 and she lives five hours away. And, um, and I can go see her and feel like safe around people. You know, I can still wear my mask. And, um, but I think, you know, as I'm traveling, to do this, the leaves are changing to green, or the green greenery showing on the trees, and it's just so beautiful. And we always tease in this area of the, you know, St. Louis, this Missouri area, or around Midwest. If you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes; it'll change, or wait a few days; it'll change. Because it certainly does that. But it just reminds me of my fellowship and the outreaches, and just talking to people, and I'm building up people and um, I'm increasing my you know I don't know how to explain it it's just you know I feel so good when I talk to people and I I don't get in my own head and that's what I did before my brain can go down so many different paths and roads and valleys and dips and the unknown <laughs> but I know my, my higher power and my outreach peeps and everybody and my sponsor that this is where I need to be and this is the right path and with my higher power I don't see him but I believe in him and I know with working the program it always says you know I think of one phrase I used to hear is trust in for me it's God trust in God but lock your doors so for me I got to work the stuff I got to follow the abstinent program and that's where I'm locking my doors but I got it my higher power is leading me to every day turning over and not you know getting into the my triggers my foods my habits and um, with that I'm truly blessed and I am so happy today and I'm abstinent 60 plus days thank you and thank you everybody and with that I'll pass Thank you so much, Sheila R. Um, we are going to take some more names. Just a reminder where we're at. We're on page 48, the third paragraph, beginning with everybody nowadays believes and ending with to illustrate. Who else would like to share with us? We can take a few more names. Beth. Honey B. Sienna P. Okay. Carol, Carol B. Okay, hold Carol on Leia. just a minute. Hold on just a minute. So Carol B., Diana is that Diana P? Yes, Diana P. Beth Diana B. B. Carol B. And then who uh, Who else? Sarah H. I'm, I'm getting a garble here. Sorry, guys. Joanne H. Sarah H. Joanne H. And what was the one right after uh, Joanne? Um... Sarah H. Uh, could you spell that for me? I'm sorry. 
S A R A L A Y A. Saralea. Saralea. And uh, what was the initial of your last name? H. Saralea H. Okay. Thank you for your patience, guys. And uh, I think we'll uh, we'll go with that, and then we'll see if we have room for more. So, uh, Diana P., you are up now, followed by Carol B. Go ahead, Diana. Good morning. May I be heard? Uh, yes, you may be heard, Diana. And uh, what state are you from? Uh, this is Deanna P. from the state of Delaware. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for your service. Um, I'm really enjoying the uh, topic today. Uh, for me, um, gosh, a lot of things are coming into my uh, head around this little tiny paragraph, but um, the idea that um, about outward appearances are not inward reality at all uh, in relation to we don't need to see to know that God um, is there. Um, and I, I really, for me, though, <laughs> um, in this program, what I am, what I am seeing um, as I've worked the steps and become recovered and if I stay connected to my higher power is that my inward reality matches my outward appearance and vice versa. Um, And that is an amazing thing that I never, ever had before. Um, I could have looked great on the outside and been miserable on the inside or felt pretty good on the inside, but didn't look so great on the outside. And this program has allowed both of those to become aligned for me. Um, But yet there are times in my life where I'm still um, like that famous Thomas who had the unfortunate adjective of doubting in front of his name. And I need visual proof. And the God that I serve does in his kindness send me visual proof all the time. And someone in this program, I hope she's listening anonymously. I don't know this person sent me a little box in the mail yesterday and on the box it says give it to God she has no way of knowing that on that day yesterday when I received it it was the day that I needed to have visual proof um, because it was the day I was really struggling with some pretty overwhelming things and that little box came and I was like there you are God that's visual proof for me and it's also also proof that this fellowship a vision for you is very powerful and if she's listening i just want to thank you so much you guys have a great day and god bless thank you diana p carol b you are up next followed by joanne h go ahead carol Carol B., we can't hear you. Go ahead and unmute. This is Carol B. from Colorado. And this is only my second time sharing, so if I'm a little nervous. (laughs) But um, I just wanted to, first of all, thank all of you. I've been in this program since January 18th, and I've listened every day to everyone on here. And I love when you guys say you just love everyone, because I do, even though I've never met any of you. Um but I do love each of you for helping me through my journey. 
Um, what this reminds me of is, first of all, I came into program with a very strong faith in God. That's my higher power. And um, I didn't even fathom that that faith could grow any more than it was, and it has. And so I was thinking this morning that this journey reminds me of Thomas the Choo Choo Train. And when we first begin on step one, we're Thomas at the bottom of the hill, and we're thinking to ourselves, I think I can, I think I can. And with each one of those steps, um, it's another, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And eventually we get to the top, right? And we realize at that point that we're not the conductor of this train, that God is the conductor. And on the way down, what you hear is, you know you can through my power. You know you can through my power. And that's how this journey's been for me. And um, I am just grateful. I was thinking about the fellow that shared earlier that said she wasn't even aware that, you know, God was working in her life. And it just reminded me how aware we need to be of our higher power in our life, working all the time to um, be able to realize the blessings and how our faith is growing. And with that, I'll pass. Okay, thank you, Carol B. Joanne H., you're up next, followed by Sarah Leah H. Go ahead, Carol. Sorry, go ahead, Joanne. I'll get it right here in a minute. Joanne H., go ahead and unmute. Okay, hi, everyone. This is Joanne H. from Charlestown, Massachusetts. So grateful to be here. And, you know, I remember when I got to step two working with a step sponsor, you know, came to believe the power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. You know, she's like, what is your concept of a higher power? And, you know, it was very childlike. I grew up uh, religious schools my whole life. And it was almost like an, it was like a kind of a distant Santa Claus up in the hemisphere who was making a list, checking it twice. And depending on if I was naughty or nice in the afterlife, I was going to get it. And, uh, you know, it was just a really distorted view. And I loved it. She said, you know, spin me a suggestion. Why don't you write a list of what you would like your higher power to believe, you know, to be. And I'm like, oh, my God, can I can I do that? Sounds a little blasphemous. She goes, no, no, write it out. And I remember, you know, some of the things that were important for me is to have a, a kind, friendly higher power. And I know that sounds so juvenile, but that's where I was at, you know. Um, and then I, I came to even get a better concept of higher power through other people. And their shares, you know, their experiences. And, you know, someone said, you know, Joanne, you've been abstinent. If you're abstinent, or even if you're on this meeting showing up, there's a higher power working in your life. You know, your higher power brought you here because this is where the recovery is for people like us. And, you know, thank God I've been abstinent for a period of time, working the remainder of the steps and continuing to search for uh, a God, and I love at one point in the big book, it says, you know, deep down inside of every man, woman, and child is the concept of God. And then 
I've been really seeking and searching through my meditation and through readings and podcasts about, how, you know, concept of spirituality. And I heard like the nicest word for what I could just really relate to. Um, this person was listing off 50 words that to him described a higher power. And one of them was divine, inter, excuse me, divine DNA. And that just resonated. It's, you know, when I'm doing my meditation, morning meditation, it's like our very being or my very being, I believe is divine DNA. I certainly did not create myself, you know, a power beyond any human ability created me. And that just has given me so much hope and strength. And again, a lot of it is now just searching and higher power is getting more personal every day, just getting better and stronger. And some days I feel so right on. Thank you. Some days feel so right on and some days so off the beam. You know, it's a constant search. And I'm just so grateful to be abstinent and not in the food that I'm able to have this search with God. And that's what one of my big book sponsors saying that the job of the big book, you know, her job is to help put my hand into the hand of my higher power. And I, I love these 12 steps and step two is the beginning of that. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne H. Saralea, you're up now. And I'm sorry we're uh, running a little bit short on time, so uh, I can give you a couple of minutes if you want to go ahead and start sharing now, Saralea. Thank you. Sarah Leah H., go ahead and unmute. Sarah Leah, are you there? We're not hearing you if uh, if you're trying to share. I'm not hearing Sarah Leah. Um, would anybody else like to, to close us out? We've got uh, probably about a minute if anybody wants to take that. Hi, Toby Kay. Hi, this is Sarah Leah. Okay. Hi, this is oh, um, sorry, Sarah Leah, go ahead. You, you, uh, you've got about a minute. Okay. I just wanted to tell this story. When I was new in the program, I was an atheist, and um, oh, and I had this. Just real quick, Sarah Leah, where, um, what? Could you go ahead and give your name and, and your state? Uh, Sarah Leah, you you actually uh, unmuted again, or you're muted again. If you could unmute star one to come back. Okay. I'm Sarah Leah from South Florida. When I was new in the program, I was an atheist, and so I devised this God test. I had a notebook at that time that was three by five loose leaf. I don't know if they even make them anymore. Um, and I had this second section called the God test. So I started out with parking spaces because I figured God could handle those. And, um, and if I was parked directly in front of the store, he got an A plus. And, uh, and if I was parked down the block, he, an A. And then in the next block, it was a B and so forth. And, um, and so anyway, then I moved on to other things once I got all these parking spaces. <laughs> And uh, so gradually, that's how I came to believe. Of course, I've had so many more experiences since then. Today, I'm sitting 
in the sun on the beach in South Florida, uh, just gorgeous. And that is also a wonderful proof of God for me. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much for taking us out, Sarah Leigh. A perfect timing. Okay. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Tuesday, April 6, 2021, is 16,711. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Lauren N. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, everyone. Lauren N., compulsive overeater, sugar addict from New York. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away your wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Amen.